We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This is the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, John Halpin. Hey everybody, it's John Halpin. Welcome to the Tuesday, November 20th edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Jake Latarski is with me here today, and it's time to check out your free agent pools, waiver wires, whatever you want to call them. And uh, we've got some interesting characters here that we're going to talk about, but first, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about that bonkers crazy town football game that was on last night that lived up to every single bit of the hype yeah that game that game was absolutely wild you know normally i have multiple screens and focusing on on different things when i'm at home and i just i sat down and i had to watch it because there's no no looking away from that because you knew for sure you're going to miss anything the rams came out on top 54 to 51 in case you've been under a rock the last uh, 12 hours and and man it was just it was just entertaining all around uh Tons of offense, lots of quarterback play, just uh, insane for fantasy lineups. It's what we love here. Unless you own Todd Gurley, I suppose. Yeah, the, the thing that that took uh, took me by surprise was he had a streak of thirteen straight games with a touchdown, and there were one hundred five combined points in this game, and Gurley did not get one of those touchdowns. Yep. Neither, you know. neither did Kareem Hunt. I mean, the only other rushing touchdown was um, or was Goff. So. Right. Yeah, it was a little. Uh, it was interesting. They didn't run Gurley on short yardage. Some some people were speculating on Twitter during the game that maybe he got banged up early in the game, and uh, mm-hmm. we just kind of you know they they used him sparingly, which it seemed like he didn't get the ball as much as he normally would have. But um, anyway, yeah, that was just a great game. Loved watching it. Hope they face each other again. Or hey, Saints Chiefs wouldn't bother me either in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, if these two meet in the Super Bowl, what do you set the over and under at? It was sixty three and a half tonight, and obviously it got shattered. I think Does it hit seventy? I was going to say you might have to go 69 and a half or something to, mm-hmm. to so, scare people away. But I don't even know if that would at this point, because apparently yeah. Vegas took a bath last night with everybody betting over. 
<laughs> that, so. that, that's fantastic. Uh, I mean, you definitely have to go higher, but you can't go outrageous because you have to remember all the defensive touchdowns that were scored in this game. Right. I mean, believe it or not, if you had the Chiefs defense or the Rams defense, you came away pretty well, despite you probably lost some points for, you know, giving up way too many points. But the touchdowns there were some sacks and turnovers on both sides. Part of the reason that made it very high scoring. All right, let's get on to the, the waiver wire stuff first. Week 12 buys. Chiefs and Rams deservedly get a week off. Um, great job, guys. Take a break. Everything else, If when we talk about people to pick up, we are talking about $100 fab budgets. We are talking about 12-team standard leagues. We will tell you if we mean otherwise in, in certain cases, which we might. Let's go to the quarterback. So last week, we talked about Lamar Jackson. And when we talked last week, part of the issue was that we were not certain that Lamar Jackson was going to start because mm-hmm. the Ravens were not telling us everything about Flacco as to whether he was out or doubtful or questionable or what, that it might be RG3. And over the course of the week, that turned into a bit of a you know mystery because John Harbaugh mm-hmm. kind of liked the idea that nobody knew what they were going to do. So they start Lamar Jackson, and he's still owned, by the way, 19% Yahoo, 22% ESPN. So possibilities to get him here. This is, so he ran 27 times for buck 17. He threw 19 times. I am all in on Lamar Jackson fantasy wise right now. All in, yeah. So it's a little bit. It's a little bit uh, dependent. We assume that Joe Flacco's got a hip injury. He's looking iffy. Um, are, are we certain that healthy Joe Flacco comes around? You know, as we start to get to the play playoff time, Ravens are five and five right now. Are we certain that Lamar Jackson keeps the job the rest of the way out, no matter what? Is that what we're calling here? No, I am all in on Lamar Jackson for as long as he plays, which means I am probably not all in necessarily. So I should retract my statement or at least modify it. But you're right. Uh, I think if they're in a playoff hunt and Flacco's healthy, Flacco will probably play. Yeah, yeah, give it to the guy. They will give it to the guy that's been there before. I do want to just just offer a word of caution. He does have a pretty decent matchup this week. If you're going to stream him again, he's got the uh, Raiders at home and then at Atlanta at Kansas City. So I suppose for the next three weeks, he has pretty decent you know defenses to 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 go after. But this Bengals defense, not only were they bad to begin with. Uh, I mean, we saw how many points they gave up to the Saints this past week. They both had, uh, I, I did the Bengals and actives in the morning, so this is why this sticks out to me, but both Preston Brown and Nick Vigil, two starting linebackers, were out anyway. So you got a bad defense already, and then you got guys, the likes of, you know, Vincent Ray, Hardy, Nickerson, Jordan Evans, those guys taking a bunch of snaps, you know. Have you heard of those guys? Neither have I. So the, the, the opponent was very, very friendly for a rushing attack. Personally, I thought it was going to be very friendly for Alex Collins, We'll get to what happened there in a second here, but uh, it's as friendly of an opponent as Lamar Jackson will see, even though he's got some nice ones coming up. All right. So the reason I'm in on Lamar Jackson, I'm looking at the Rotowire weekly projections. It has him at QB 12, which I know this is a gross uh, underrating of Lamar Jackson. And here's why. QB 12, okay. He, he, if you remember... And you, you pointed out in your notes, I'm going to give that away, that you, you talked about, you mentioned Tebow as a comparison. <laughs> I, I a more athletic a Tebow. Yes. A very, very mo- much more athletic Tebow. Style-wise, he's not, right? They're, they're different players. Yeah. Where but, the fantasy points are coming from is what yes. I'm saying with that. And when Tebow had that year with the Broncos, Tebow was winning people leagues because of all the running. I mean, he might throw, you know, oh, he was 8 for 14 passing for 89 yards. But he'd throw a touchdown. But then he'd run for 60 yards and a touchdown. And jackpot, you got a top 10 quarterback. And, mm-hmm. and I think that Lamar Jackson, all we need him to do is throw one touchdown. If he throws one, 
and he runs, I don't think he's going to run 27 times every week, but if he runs 15 times every week, he's probably going to run for 70 or 80 yards. Mm-hmm. And, and then if he runs one in, I mean, you are, your, your ceiling's enormous. And I think the floor is great for the run. I mean, the idea that we've seen from the Ravens that they're committed to running him. Like, there's, it would be so unlikely that this week he would come out of this game with seven rushing attempts, right? Like, it's probably mm-hmm. 15 at least. Yeah, I'd say that's a safe bet. He's a threat to break one because he's the fastest dude on the field. He's... He's running that much. Plus, he's going to throw enough to give himself a chance to throw a touch. I just, I just love his scene. Like, I, I'm looking, I was talking to Derek about this yesterday, or Heaney. I'm going, who would I start over him this week? Breeze? Sure. Luck? Okay. Ryan against the Saints in a shootout? Very possibly. I mean, the Saints did just hold Carson Wentz to less right. than one point. But after that, <laughs> I'm, I'm yep. playing Lamar Jackson over Cam Newton against the the Seahawks. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that being fair. I mean, he, I'm, I'm trying to get a look at the list here as well to see, you know what I'm doing. I mean, yeah, I, I guess Cam Newton with a tough matchup. I mean, you look at Lamar Jackson versus Deshaun Watson, probably Lamar Jackson. Yep. Um, I mean, I wouldn't, start him over Aaron, I wouldn't start him over Aaron Rodgers. Maybe that's my homer, but you know, I would. the, the, uh, I, I, I love Aaron Minnesota Rodgers. on the road's a tough matchup. Yeah, would you start him over Ben Roethlisberger? Yeah, uh, probably. Yes. At That's close. Yes. Yeah, yeah. You probably like him. So I think we've established that we both like him. You you probably like him just a little bit more than I do. I I, lo- I love the fantasy possibilities here. Again, mm-hmm. like I, I I as I kept saying last week, and I said to Tim yesterday, I don't care if this guy's a good passer right now because mm-hmm. he's probably not, and that's fine. Yeah, because he did have a pretty bad interception in this game. Yeah. I mean, he was 13 for 19, so that's 68% and 150 yards. There was a pretty poor interception. So, But I think they're going to protect him from that, those kind of situations with the play calling. Right. And by the way, I lost a game. that I picked him up in two leagues last week, and I lost mm-hmm. a game because I didn't start him. That I mm-hmm. lost by seven points, and I started Fitz instead. So yeah. that oh, ain't happening again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely no, no longer making that mistake. Yeah, but I'm in. And I, and I think, and the, the one thing that, I, the, the, the two words of caution, one that you brought up is that when Flacco comes back, it's certainly no given. I mean, I, I, would, I would think Flacco comes back that, that Flacco plays. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is weeks, I'm going to pull it up. The, the next three weeks look really friendly. The whole rest of the season is pretty friendly for the fantasy playoffs for, for anybody on the Ravens, except the receivers, of course, are going downhill. So you, I can't really trust to start John Brown anymore. Um, the running back situation is so volatile. I mean, Lamar Jackson could be the only fantasy starter on this team despite a friendly schedule. Yeah, the, the next five opponents, the Raiders are 19th against opposing fantasy quarterbacks. Falcons are 31st. Chiefs are 28th. Bucks are 30th. Then at the Chargers in Week 16. Okay. You know what? If you get to Week 16 with Lamar if Lamar Jackson gets you to Week 16, figure it out. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, you know, exactly. Stream someone else or have someone else in your pocket or whatever. All right. <laughs> Otherwise, um, we mentioned the Bucks. Jameis is back. Yay. Right? We happy? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess he becomes on the radar. He probably wasn't dropped in two quarterback leagues because of the possibility of this happening. 
maybe he's a potential option for this upcoming week because you do have Goff and Mahomes on on, on a bye, and those two are guys that were being started just about everywhere. So he's there, but you do have to wonder how tight his hold on the job is. And if we do, you know, I wrote this in there, like if we trust their cutter, do you make the right decision? You know, he could come out and do exactly what Fitzpatrick did in the first half, and then they could flip-flop again. I mean, I feel like that's a possibility. Um, so there's that degree of risk with James Winston, but behind Lamar Jackson and outside of guys that you're just doing like one week streams, which I didn't find a lot of, um, I guess, I guess Winston would be because he's named it up the week 12 starter. Um, he's got the 49ers this week or 16th against opposing quarterbacks, but has a pretty nice run too. I mean, Panthers are 26 saints are 29th, uh, over the next couple of weeks. I don't know right. if, uh, the Wentz stats came in yet, uh, to adjust that, but, uh, I guess he would be number two on the quarterback list. Yeah, Jameis, just remember, the, the three games that he started through for 41 attempts, 395 at Atlanta, 52 attempts, 365 against Cleveland. No and, touchdowns in that game. I know. And in the game, he got yanked at Cincinnati through four picks, but he threw for four, 276 yards. I think the thing I love about the Tampa quarterback situation, I've probably mentioned it before. The running game is not that good. The defense is terrible, and the weapons are terrific. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, yeah. it's just it, this is another one that the quality of the real life quarterback is sort of taking a backseat to the opportunity for me here. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's half of what fantasy is. There's yeah. no doubt about that. So I, I see where you're coming from for sure. And and he becomes a pickup if you if you t- take our advice. You got Mahomes. You're like, okay, I'm obviously not starting anyone else the rest of the season. You know, tough bye week. You had to make a cut. And now you're looking for a plug and play. Um, this is this is where we're going to be. This is it. All right. Um, other guys we might want to dig for here. So Alex Smith done. Colt McCoy at Dallas on Thursday. You got any hope for him to produce it all? Um, not great, actually. I mean, the Cowboys, I think, are my favorite streaming defense. I don't mean to give the end away, but uh, we'll talk about that at the end. Um, but again, a two quarterback league. I think he might be better for some of the receivers actually than, than smith was mm-hmm. um but it's a, it's a situation that i don't necessarily want to mess with too much but of course we throw these names in here because there are two quarterback leagues where you will be spending the rest of your fab money on a guy like him because he'll start the rest of the way out all right um another one here another injury issue marcus mariota we don't know what his status is going to be for monday night that would mean blaine gabbert at the texans and that is a hellish spot for blaine gabbert yeah that is horrific i mean Again, two quarterback leagues. He needs to be on the radar. We the, the Mariota injury is weird. We thought he re-injured. The, he had the same elbow thing, but apparently he had a stinger. But because of the way the okay, like I always say this disclaimer, fellow few classes shy of my MD, but uh, <laughs> but uh, it, it's the same nerve in in the same. It's a similar situation, uh, so it's going to cause discomfort in the area that was previously injured because you can get that pain down your arm in in certain contexts, and that appears to be what happening. That what's happening here, and I know a ton of people who picked up and streamed Mariota because the matchup was juicy this yeah. week. He was he was on our streamer list last week. And, and um, you know, you're only more upset if you started Carson Wentz. So, so uh, I mean, I, I like the direction Mariota was heading prior to this, but this injury situation, and it sounds like this is going to be the case with Mariota for pretty much most of his career. It's been that way for a lot of it so far, and, and it hasn't showed any signs of slowing down, and it's going to cloud the status the rest of the way out here. All right. Um, one other guy I want to mention. The, the matchup for Nick Mullins, if you're looking to stream, you know, if you, if you don't get Jackson or Jameis and, and you have one of the big guys out or you're dissatisfied with someone you have, the, the Bucks are 30th 
in fantasy points allowed against opposing quarterbacks. The over-under is 55 in this game, and the spread's pretty close. So, you know, the implied point total for, um, for, for the 49ers is something about, it's like 26. That's, mm-hmm. that's not a bad spot for Nick Mullins. I mean, Nick Mullins has started two games, and he's completed 70.5% of his passes. He's going to continue to start. He has an excellent offensive coach in Kyle Shanahan, and they're coming off a bye. So that's actually a pretty decent find, John. I think in if you're in if you're in some deeper leagues where he was left out there, um, there's there's potential there. But again, it, it depends on who you're going to sit for him. You know, you could right. very easily end up like sitting that someone in the middle rankings for a guy like Nick Mullins and be disappointed with yourself. But yes, there are situations where basically you wouldn't normally consider Nick Mullins, but maybe this week you might. All right, so so your order based on what we talked about, it's Jackson, Winston, Mullins, right? Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Um, if we're talking this week, definitely right. Mullins. Rest of season, McCoy could give him a run because I think the Washington could be a better team, but yeah. definitely just for this week, Nick Mullins. You know, it's funny. The, the, I was actually talking to someone earlier about this. The one thing about McCoy is when Smith got hurt, my first reaction was, all right, you know, McCoy's not the worst backup you can have. Like he's experienced and, you know, he's been there a while and all that. But he hasn't really played for a long time. Like, you know, I, I feel like I don't know what I'm going to get. If, if, if he stepped into a backup in 2015, if he had stepped into this spot, I would have been like, okay, it's not the worst. And it's not like I thought Alex Smith was the greatest quarterback in the world anyway. But now Colt McCoy, I feel like he's more of a wild card just because it's been so long since we've seen any meaningful playing time from him. Does, does yeah. that bother you at all? It does a little bit. I mean, okay, so like you said, the last meaningful playing time he really got was probably 2014 when he appeared in five games. Yeah. He completed 71.1% of his passes, over 1,000 yards in those five appearances, four touchdowns, three interceptions. Nothing that screams go out and get him, I suppose. Um, but but then again, I, I don't know. It's more of an opportunity thing. Yeah. I, I don't expect him to have huge games, and, and the rest of the season schedule for them is actually real tough. I mean, the Cowboys are 10th against opposing quarterbacks, Eagles 24th, so that's a little bit softer, but the Giants 14th, Jags 9th, Titans 4. Ugh. So okay. it's, you know, I, I said you make a big bid in a two-quarterback league uh, just because every quarterback and a lot of the top backups are already taken, and you might need somebody to start. Yep. But that's really the only that's the only format you'd think about using fat money on it. All right, let's get to running backs. Uh, last week we talked about Derrick Henry a little bit, and that didn't pan out. Um, the guys in Seattle who also didn't pan out when Chris Carson played. Mm-hmm. Josh Adams. Josh Adams is it, he was in a he he played well in limited running time on Sunday because the Eagles got destroyed. You know, he, he, he would have got the ball more because Doug Peterson said last week that Josh Adams is going to get the ball more. Josh Adams, 33% on Yahoo, by the way. He, he would have gotten the ball more based on what Peterson said. It's just that the game flow completely got away from them and they had to throw all the time. Mm-hmm. So are you yeah, still, yeah. Are you still I'm, I'm bullish on this guy right now. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, even if even with the game flow completely getting away from him, like we mentioned, like he still had a pretty serviceable fantasy day. He caught three passes. He did get targeted six times. So we saw that he was in there. Uh, I mean, Corey Clement got two targets. Wendell Smallwood didn't get a single target. I think that's one of the most telling things. Uh, you know, the, so the game flow had something to do with that. And, of course, he was the best runner. Um, 
when given the opportunity. I mean, Wendell Smallwood had a negative rush. Corey Clement ran twice for 11 yards. You can hardly, um, you can, I mean, you can hardly talk about that given the situation of the game. But this is what we thought when we talked about maybe it was three, four, five weeks ago when we talked about Corey Clement possibly being one of the top pickups as a guy who can, um, given the situation of their other backs and, and how maybe injured or underperforming they were, maybe it was Clement's job to get. Now Josh Adams came out and got that job, and mm-hmm. I think he's going to be the back owning in Philadelphia moving forward. Just be the opportunities there, and he's and he's taken advantage of it. Seven point six yards a carry in this last game, and why not continue to give him the ball? I agree. Um, next guy we got to talk about. You referenced him earlier. Is Gus Edwards? He's now up to five percent owned on Yahoo. Um, mm-hmm. So he uh, he yeah. plays. He, he he sort of comes out of nowhere, and, and we thought Alex Collins was going to be the play with Jackson starting if they were going to run the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Gus Edwards, 17 carries for 115 yards and a touchdown. But mm-hmm. even more so, as I mentioned to Tim yesterday, after the game, Harbaugh didn't just say, oh, yeah, he played well, we're really excited. He used words like he talked about north-south running and decisiveness. And as I said to Tim on Monday, when I hear coaches talk like that, my ears perk up. Because they mm-hmm. love that stuff. When I hear a coach say that, that tells me the coach is ready to roll with that guy again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was so shocked by the distribution in this because I looked at the thing and my first instinct was, okay, Alex Collins must have fumbled again. That's got to be what happened. Yep. And I look, nope, not the case. Not the case at all. But Gus Edwards ran very well. 6.8 yards for carry touchdown. I mean, Collins did get the touchdown early in the game. And I'm thinking, okay, here we go. I'm a genius for using him in DFS. This is going to keep coming, keep coming all day long. Not at all the case. And yeah, so Gus Edwards looks like one of the top pickups this week. There's no doubt about that. Um, if you want him, you're going to have to spend 16 to 21 in fab if you've got it left. I mean, we're running to the point where you can't really take it with you. So if there's a guy you like, go after him. Um, so you're going to have to pay for him. I don't know. I think he might have a tough time returning that value. I mean, whatever rusher the Ravens settle on is going to be um, ownable, possibly even startable. But you also have to keep in mind that Lamar Jackson is getting at least 15 of those carries. And then whoever you pick up has four other people kind of in competition. So Alex Collins will be there. Maybe they'll make a Ty Montgomery inactive or just cut him. I mean, Buck Allen's been around all year and he'll continue to be, but he had a negligible role on Sunday. And last but not least, people forget that Kenneth Dixon is about to be activated from IR. <laughs> so you've got so you've got five backs there. And it could be a hot hand thing. So I, I guarantee that if you start Gus Edwards, yeah, maybe you'll you'll have an, another week where he gets 60 yards and a touchdown, but that could be amidst uh, another week where it's just a really disappointing performance because somebody else has the hot hand. So I, I don't mean to poo-poo this guy. I think he's going to be uh, – there's going to be games, and he's got a space – there's a space for him in fantasy, but – you don't. You shouldn't look at this box store and expect and have those kind of expectations for him every week. I think that's a very good point. I would. I would like to get him this week. I wouldn't completely leverage myself to think that he's the guy the rest of the way necessarily. And I know that's hedging, but I think to what you said, what fifteen to twenty, I think that's a way to. That's the right way to go. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When you're looking for a credit card, get one that wins awards. The U.S. Bank Visa Platinum Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best of Awards winner for Best 0% Intro APR and Balance Transfer Credit Card. It provides a great way to pay for large purchases over time, as well as consolidating other card balances. And speaking of award winners, the U.S. Bank Altitude Go Visa Signature Card is NerdWallet's 2021 Best Credit Card for Dining Out or Ordering In. Earn four times points on takeout, food delivery, and dining. Get two times points at gas stations, grocery stores, and on streaming. 
If you're into cash back or travel rewards, U.S. Bank has credit cards that feature those benefits too. Check out their full suite of credit cards at usbank.com slash credit card. The creditor and issuer of these cards is U.S. Bank National Association, pursuant to a license from VCUSA, Inc., and the cards are available to United States residents only. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Um, all right, the other one, Detroit, Kerryon Johnson hurt. He's going to be out a week or two, it looks like. He dodged a bullet, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Against the Bears, Riddick and Blunt's coming. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I tend to think that Blunt is the better pick because of the co- I, I just feel like Patricia might prefer him. And that they've mm-hmm. given the chance over time to let theoretic, you know, not be a featured back because that's not what he's built for. But to to when when there's op- when there's more opportunity there for theoretic, they just tend to never give it to him. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, he'll catch yeah, passes. He'll catch six or seven yeah. passes, maybe. He's been a guy that always gets picked up midseason in PPR formats and and is okay, but not great. Someone kind of that's a decent space filler for you. Um, Blunt will be the guy that almost definitely gets the goal line touches. So you've got that kind of upside going. Um, Riddick, they could use a little bit um, because, you know, the Bears are going to come with Cleo Mack and that pass rush like crazy. Um, they're going to need to use the screen game a little bit to curb that. I think that's one way to potentially do it. So maybe Riddick gets it. But again, this is me kind of stretching to, to create a situation in which he's productive. These guys make the list because of the opportunity. And, you know, we alluded earlier, that's half a fantasy. Right. Um, but again, not guys that you feel super great about. Okay, um, I, I, I'm totally with you on that. That I'm just kind of lukewarm. If I have to use these guys, I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. On, and again, on it's it's format dependent for me. I'll pick. I, you know, I've been using Jalen Richard in a PPR league because he had. I mean, he's barely over our threshold, but he had. As I think he had more carries than Doug Martin this week, and the Raiders continue to be behind and give him targets. I think of Riddick in, in a similar sense as that when he gets that opportunity, and maybe LeGarrette Blunt's like the Doug Martin of the side, only you know a lot bigger and forceful. But I, I, I guess we'll see. All right. Um, except you mentioned Royce Freeman, and he did. Um, you know, he he got a touchdown and, and did okay on uh, on Sunday, even though he's sort of second fiddle to Philip Lindsay right now. I think maybe second game back he might run more, but he's still a he's a committee guy. Basically, um, yeah. next guy, Jalen Richard. You mentioned um, he's he's over a threshold a little bit. Forty four percent Yahoo, fifty three percent ESPN. Doug Martin hurt his ankle. It sounds like he'll be okay. Oh, so I, I totally missed the Doug Martin thing. Yeah, D- Doug Doug Martin. Sat, they they said the ankle's not a concern. Now now teams say that sometimes, and then later in the week it becomes a concern. But but mm-hmm. right now I wouldn't go too crazy about Jalen Richard. Um, also, yeah. Elijah McGuire. You mentioned in, in your in your notes. And I think that's a good one because what, what we, what we kind of do sometimes, you know, if, if a guy didn't play last week, he kind of goes a little out of sight, out of mind. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and Elijah McGuire is still what he's 14% owned. I think on, on Yahoo, he, in his two games that he's played, he's got 10 touches and nine touches and they might be game scripted against the Patriots into a situation where, because he's more of a third down back, a receiving back type, he gets more play this week than Crowell mm-hmm. does. So I could, yeah, I could very much see that again. Someone that people forgot about that's widely out there that does have a role in the fantasy playoffs. I mean, he doesn't. I mean, there are a couple defenses that are uh, are pretty decent the rest of the way out there, but he's got middle of the pack guys against running backs for the most part. So we'll see what happens. All right, and uh, so so give me your order. Josh Adams has to go number one because yep. I think even in that even in a bad bad game flow where he shouldn't have been productive he still was. Um, I guess I throw Gus Edwards number two but reluctantly and 
Theo Riddick number three because I guess I'm thinking more for a PPR format because that's the thing I predominantly play. I would throw Riddick in there just because of the potential to get some passes and I, I, for whatever I remember using him in DFS on Thanksgiving. I can't quite remember if I was disappointed or happy. Um, you know, a couple Thanksgiving cocktails later, we'll see. But I don't know. Maybe there's some potential there. All right, uh, I'm going McGuire over Riddick as my number three. But I like your first two, Adams and then Edwards. Um, and finally, since we were on last Tuesday, I've talked about it with other people later. Le'Veon Bell is officially droppable if you have not done so yet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just yeah, he, in case you haven't heard. Yeah. I don't know. I'm not going to report. There is always uh, – I, I don't know. I can't remember who exactly planted this idea in everyone's heads that he would lose his free agent status if he didn't report by week 12. Yep. Apparently, that's not a thing. They're setting new labor precedent with this, so I guess – I can see where the confusion's from, but I, I don't know how everybody in the industry and, and even general sports media got that idea in their heads. But, uh, yeah, apparently he's not going to play this year, and it's not really going to stop him from being a free agent next year either. All right. Uh, wide receivers. DJ Moore. Hey, Panthers. Yeah, it's time. Wow, what a game for him. He was great, even though he got run down by uh, Slay on that one long play, which was <laughs> a great effort by him. He, sa- he saved the game for the Lions, by the way, on that play. Um. So DJ Moore, I, I do still want to caution about DJ Moore. We've talked about him a lot, and and again, I, I you know I, I I I throw down the trump card that you know I live here and I follow the Panthers and I communicate with the Panthers. And I, not that they were telling me anything about DJ Moore. That's not it. But the 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 idea that there's a lot of mouths to feed, but that they, he was going to start emerging later in the season, that seems to be playing out. However, mm-hmm. there are still a lot of mouths to feed. And Curtis Samuel's playing well, and they're not going to bail on Devin Funches, and they've still got Olsen, and they've still got McCaffrey. So just mm-hmm. as much as I think DJ Moore is going to emerge and become a, a real live, very good NFL receiver, and then next year we're going to be talking about him as a top 20 guy, mm-hmm. don't expect eight targets and 100 yards every week just yet. Yeah, He's What's good, to me he's, is, yeah. he's a flexy guy at this point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, what, what stood out to me is just that he had the same amount of targets as both McCaffrey and Funchess and one more than Samuel. Yeah. Again, that type of volume probably isn't to be expected every single week. If the Panthers are doing what they want to do, they don't want to have Cam Newton throw the ball 37 times. I'm guessing they want to get McCaffrey a little bit more involved. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, with DJ Morris, here's the decision that you have to make. I mean, would you rather flex between now and, and the fantasy playoffs? Do you rather flex him or would you rather flex someone like Josh Adams. I'm trying to name like a top overall pickup we can do this week on the entire show. Maybe it's maybe it's Lamar Jackson. Probably could be, you know. But I'm thinking more long term as opposed to the next couple of weeks. Like you got to make a call flexing DJ Moore or Josh Adams, and that one's really tough for me. I would flex Josh Adams because I think the Eagles are going to beat the Giants, and that would lend toward Adams being busier. That's fair. Yeah. So and um, DJ Moore this week has he has the Seahawks. Not easy. Okay. Yeah, definitely not an easy matchup. Yep. I would love to. Like I said, I think as the season progresses, DJ Moore is going to get better and better. So mm-hmm. um, he's, a, he's, a, he's a good – if you're not playing him this week, I would not blame you if you put him on your bench for the fantasy playoffs. Here's the thing with the – now this is against wide receivers. And, um, yeah, the, I mean, he's got a pretty nice, uh, you know, rest of season opponents because he's got at Tampa Bay, at Cleveland. We talked about the mm-hmm. Cam Newton, Christian McCaffrey playoff schedule. This Seattle game is the toughest matchup he has the rest of the year. Yep. Yeah, the next four weeks at Tampa, at Cleveland, home for the Saints, home for the Falcons. So, um, yeah, DJ Moore would be a nice guy to own. All right. Um, speaking of the Saints, Traquan Smith had a huge, huge game against the Eagles' decimated secondary. Um, mm-hmm. 10, 
13 targets, 10 catches, 157, and a touchdown. He did not practice Monday due to a foot injury. So his status is dicey. I still look at Traquan Smith. Do you remember when the Saints, when Marcus Colston played for the Saints Mm -hmm. and Jimmy Graham played for the Saints? I remember doing, because I've been doing fantasy stuff for way too long, that Every week I'd go, all right, I know Colston's going to get his and Graham's going to get his. And after that, it might be Robert Meacham. It might be Devery Henderson. It might be some other random guy. Like, I don't know who Breeze's third guy is going to be. And that's mm-hmm. how I feel about Traquan Smith. Much as I know they like him and they spend draft capital on him, I just feel like I'm not ready. I don't trust him yet. I think that he's going to help some teams in the fantasy playoffs. He really okay. will. Um, so I'm optimistic on him the rest of the way out. But you're right that there will be a little bit of uh, scheme dependency. And by that, I mean, there will be teams sort of like the Eagles did this week that will say, okay, under no circumstances will we let Michael Thomas beat us. And that will set the stage for Trey Smith to potentially beat you given his health. We don't even know he's going to play on Thursday because it's a short week and he's tending to that foot injury Um, today. Practice reports today and tomorrow will obviously be very, very crucial to figuring out uh, that situation. Um, but again, I, I like the idea of the uh, of the draft capital, the athleticism, and um, you know the, the burst that we've seen so far. I mean, I'll go all the way back to week five. He, he had three for 111, two touchdowns. Of course, very big play dependent. Um, so, but I mean, he doubled his previous career high in targets this week. And maybe you don't expect that volume every week, but there's going to be a couple nice chances for him to do so. Has a matchup against the well against the Falcons this week. We'll see. Um, and then you know he's got Tampa Bay in the fantasy playoffs, and I think you start him in that one. All right. Next up, uh, we got to mention Christian Kirk. He's 34 percent Yahoo, 26 percent ESPN. He made the, he had a great catch and run on that touchdown. I mean, he didn't get mm-hmm. he didn't get targeted a lot, but they didn't throw a ton. Yeah, and um, it was it was not a deep ball. We have to clarify it wasn't yes, a deep ball. It was like an old school uh, Demary, you know, like a young Demarius Thomas screen. Yeah, you know, he was, where, in, the, where he was he, in a big crowd of people and he just popped out of it. Yeah, and he popped out and he's gone. And yeah, he had a couple nice blocks to spring him as well. But that's what it reminded me of is like one of those like little Demarius Thomas slants that he just pops right out of. So we typically think of Kirk as a deep ball guy, um, but maybe Rosen isn't quite a deep ball guy just yet, or ha- it doesn't quite have the reading that the defense is down. When he does things like this, that's what what's encouraging. And his ownership's a little bit up there. But I had benched him a couple in a couple places after a few rough weeks, and uh, I regret it a little bit. Um, we got to mention. I want to mention Josh Reynolds. You had him on your list here, and he's definitely worth a mention, even though his ownership threshold is higher than what we normally talk about. Mm-hmm. We mentioned earlier that in, in the weeks that Cup was out earlier in the season, which is what week six, seven, eight, Reynolds was on the field for a ton of snaps, but he didn't get a ton of targets and catches. Mm-hmm. Just against the Packers. Only Last night, Packers. different. <laughs> yeah. Last night, I mean, yeah, he did. But that game against the Packers, three for 42 and two touchdowns. So mm-hmm. volume-wise, you're like, yeah, I don't know. The, last night, he was, in a, he was part of the game plan. Eight targets, mm-hmm. six for 80 and a touchdown. Like, they were, they were throwing to him. He was sort of their, a, a, you know, a real third receiver in an excellent offense, which has me more interested in him now. Like I, they sold me last night that they're going to use this guy a decent amount. Mm-hmm. Now the thing is, they're on a buy here coming up. Yep. So maybe you don't necessarily pick them up now, but we maybe sh- I'm going to try to make note to remind next week that ownership. I bet you'll fall below the threshold because of the bye week, and that's maybe when you pick them up. All right. Um, other guys we want to mention, we won't go crazy over. Um, Bruce Ellington caught six passes for the Lions the other day because someone had to with all the other receivers that are out. Kiki QT came back for the 
Texans, he caught five for 77, while Demarius Thomas did nothing. So nothing. I, I, I like the Kiki QT mention in here. I think that's a good one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the Thomas thing was so weird because, okay, I guess you have to translate, translate and sift through coach speak, but it was all, we're going to take the bye week for him to learn the offense. He's going to get more familiar. He's, you know, he's going to get more involved. Uh, we're going to find ways to use him. That was the that was the narrative all week, and then all of a sudden just just a non-factor, like almost as if he wasn't even part of the plan. I guess I have to, I have to check the snap counts to see how much he was actually on the field, but you know, I started him and took a zero, as did many other people who had mm-hmm. bigger expectations for him with the Texans. Fortunately, that league that I was using him, I also have QT, so I can flip and flop. But I'm sure now that I start QT next week, you know, it'll be Demarius Thomas's week going off. He was on the field for 46 snaps, so it's not like he was, you know, a complete afterthought. Um, Anthony Miller's a bit above the threshold, um, but he did score another touchdown, did a nice uh kayaking canoeing bit after the touchdown that was a fun celebration natural Amon caught a touchdown for the colts got six targets I'm still not sure i'm there what, who do you like here who's you you dj moore's first for you mm-hmm. yeah dj moore is one of those that right up there with josh adams and lamar jackson those are yeah. the top three guys that we're going to pick up this week afterwards i wrote josh reynolds number two because i think his role's there um i just it's really tough to pick him up and stash him with the bye week coming up because, you know, you can't use him this week. And then injury or not, I, I still got Traquan Smith. I'm a believer there. Okay. I'm, I'm a QT guy. So I mm-hmm. think I w- if I could stash, Josh Reynolds would be my second. But mm-hmm. for this week, I think QT is my third. Because when, yes. he, when he's gotten playing time, he's produced. So, mm-hmm. um, And uh, he's just getting over that injury. So if you're looking at the game logs, he was, he was hurt for the last couple of weeks. Right. Um, we asked for drop candidates. We didn't talk about the other positions. Uh, Aguilar is, is certainly, I mean, yeah. we got shut out now that now Golden Tate's there and I'm not sure if they know what to do with them. And they still got Ertz and they got Jeffrey and, uh, Aguilar's just, he's lost. Mm-hmm. He was, he was nice in PPR formats for like the first three weeks until Jeffrey came back. Um, if you're hanging on to him for him to turn into something, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah. I mean, it might, he might have a decent game here and there, but you can't count on him. Um, exactly. Tight ends. So we talked about Johnny Smith last week. Johnny Smith is is becoming a thing now. Mm-hmm. I started him for Gronk, and I'm really pleased that I have someone kind of serviceable to back Gronk up. Now they were getting blown out in this game, and they pretty much had to throw the entire time. and And the quarterback situation is a little bit fifty fifty. But given the state of tight ends, he comes up in this conversation. Yeah, Johnny Smith. We we'll look at the last three games. The snap counts have been up. And now he got eight targets, six for 44 the other day. So he's in the mix. Ricky Seals-Jones, we talked about him last week. He got, he got actually flagged for the, uh, for the holding penalty on David Johnson's touchdown. I got called back. So if you want to be mad at somebody, David Johnson, or just be mad at Ricky Seals-Jones. Um, he wasn't on the field for a ton of snaps against Oakland, and he only got one catch. So no yeah, dice it's like there. like one for five yards, yeah. Right, you're so you're going to get that. You'll have big games, and you'll have those games. Jimmy Graham hurt. They say he's going to try to play through his broken thumb. Yeah, it's going to depend on his practice participation, which is very interesting to me. Um, I don't know what happened. I mean, uh, why couldn't Martellus Bennett show a little bit of that heart last year? But, that, you know, that's beside the point. Um, I, I guess we'll see. I, there's not really a pivot point in the offense. You don't really go pick up Lance Kendricks. You know, it's just uh, it, you, I'm, not, I'm not saying you go pick up Robert Tanyan. You know, that's kind of a joke after that big uh, he had the long touchdown on, on Thursday night, which feels like forever ago already. There's not really a pivot point in that in the Packers offense. If, if Graham does miss time, maybe you give a slight boost to Valdez Scantling, who was pretty disappointing on Thursday. OK, um, let's see what else here. Cameron Brait, maybe. 
Yeah. OJ uh, Howard's hurt, different. and we don't mm-hmm. know what his status is going to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so we'll, I'd wait and see on OJ Howard there, but I think Bray would come back into play. Uh, again, probably third or fourth fiddle in that offense. Uh, but apparently the latest we have on OJ Howard is he received good news Monday and is now going to get a second opinion. Right. Um, but the fact that he's getting another opinion is ten, tends to be what uh, is concerning there. So I guess that's a little bit of a, a wait and see there. Um, Gerald Everett looked pretty good on uh, on your last night. Yeah, I, mean, I don't he had trust that, him. I don't trust him a lot either, but he did tiptoe down the sidelines. He scored twice. He just showed some athleticism. I mean, both Everett and Higby were involved. They got uh, infinitely more touchdowns than Todd Gurley did. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just uh, I don't have Gurley anywhere, so I like to take those little jabs right, when so I can. I just totally, didn't get the I first agree. pick in, in the I didn't get the first pick in the draft lottery, and my keeper league he went for like eighty bucks in a two hundred dollar league. So I was like, no thanks. Nice. But yeah, so so maybe Gerald Everett or Higby, but again, those guys are on a buy and you can't use them. So by the time they get back, they'll be back to widely available. So you don't need to worry about using a roster spot on them this week. All right, the other one, Chris Herndon, who's caught a few passes in a few games in a row, is still more than eighty percent available on Yahoo. Who's your uh, who's your favorite tight end? It's probably John Smith because of volume, but I think yeah. Braid could overtake that if we get negative news on OJ Howard. Right, agreed. All right, defenses. You mentioned it earlier. Why don't you get right to it? Got to be the Cowboys, number one. I mean, this is one where I looked at the I looked at the thing, and it's like, okay, they check all the boxes. They're at home. It's Thanksgiving. They host Colt McCoy. It's a divisional matchup that they, you know, we, we say these must-win games. I don't think that really plays a factor in the, why I'm making this decision here. But they're home. They get Colt McCoy. Over-under on that game is 40. Uh, they're 17% owned in Yahoo formats. Seems to me like they're the clear-cut top choice this week. Okay. Um, yeah, that's a pretty good option against Colt McCoy, and they're pretty good. And I, I haven't seen their injury report. I was looking earlier to see what was up with uh, Charlton. I'm not sure what's going on there. Yeah, I mean, Van Der Esch, I think, might have had something, too. Of course, Sean Lee's out. What's, what's new there? But he's going to be out for the foreseeable field future. But I've got Van Der Esch as an IDP in Stake League. And I set our – he had a big week, and he was part of me breaking the all-time single-week scoring record. So nice. congratulations to Leighton Van Der Esch and another interception. Actually, his health is fine, so I'm going to roll him out there uh as my idp the rest of the year at least in the linebacker spot congratulations to you forget leighton vanderish nice job mm-hmm. it was a uh, 178.9 points no ppr whatsoever excellent so wow. that did it all right uh what about the colts at home against brock osweiler 26 percent ownership um yeah, maybe I, I would take that, but I think I would actually take the Bills over that. They host Blake Bortles on, and the Jags, and I know they get, they have Fournette back, which makes the offense a lot better. But you've got the defense. They're coming off a bye week, and the over-under on that game is 37.5. So I would prefer the Bills over the Colts. So so you are Cowboys, Bills, and then Colts if you have to. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm I didn't Colts. Yeah, I, I guess I'll buy the Colts as number three. I didn't see any other big options that yeah. stand out and. Yeah, I, I can I'm, see it. I'm I'm foisting the Colts onto Jake as his third choice because I wanted to mention them. Everybody, that's what happened. Mm-hmm. He did, he didn't yep. really care, but I did. So yeah, you you got it. You you won that one, John. <laughs> All right. Um, what else you got going on? How's uh, has, college hoops is keeping you busy? What else you got happening? Yeah, I mean, those Maui Classics and all the... We get day college basketball during this week, which is just awesome. Got to get up a little bit earlier than usual to post our cheat sheets, but uh, that's okay because we get day basketball. Um, Otherwise, you know, it's overnight and nobody's going to really know about it, but there's a really awesome heavyweight fight between Curtis Blades and Francis Ngannou. It's a rematch this week in Beijing. So if if you're a Fight Pass guy, check that out on the recap or we'll have the recaps on the website as well. Great stuff. Excellent. All right. 
if you have Twitter questions about who you should pick up, whether it's Lamar Jackson or Josh Adams or DJ Moore or anybody else, Jake is on Twitter at jakeski52. I'm at jhoppin37. You can also get us at Rotowire. You can follow the player news at Rotowire NFL. Remember, look, set your line, set your lineups before Thursday. Be ready. Don't don't forget. And Thursday night in the middle of dinner, go. Oh no, look what I did. I forgot, and I left. Uh, I left Patrick Mahomes in my lineup. You can't have that happen. So, so please mm-hmm. make your pickups tonight. Set your lineups, preferably Wednesday, maybe even Thursday morning. Don't forget. And if you have questions, again, hit us up on Twitter. Um, listeners to the podcast get a free 10-day Rotowire trial. Rotowire.com slash pod. No credit card needed. That lets you check out nearly all the features on the site. Take a look now. Rotowire.com slash pod. Folks, thank you for listening to this edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Podcast. Derek and I are going to be here Wednesday instead of Thursday with our regular game-by-game preview. So please mm-hmm. come on back then. For Jake Latarski, I'm John Halpin. See you next time.